are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. Back again. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today well boys we did it we reached the all-star break <laughs> didn't think it was gonna happen coming, but man. it happened and the rays are honestly in a better spot than maybe we thought they would be a couple weeks ago so nice little breather for everybody we get home run derby all-star game action mlb draft we can just kind of soak up these next couple days yeah we get to yeah, see alonzo do some work your boy Go your plant. boy the, the polar bear that's right. I, we just we all need to come together and represent Tampa in that one. It's, <laughs> this isn't a Mets thing. This is a Tampa thing. But exactly. if you'd like to root for the Mets um, as your National League team, then I would support that as well. Exactly. Is he going to win his third straight? I'll just say no because the odds are stacked against him. No one's ever done that before. Only Ken Griffey Jr. has ever won three, period. So um, and, and he's got a Cunha in his first uh, matchup, which – is a tough draw because obviously he missed like a portion of the season with how the home runs layered out. Um, so I'll say no, but okay. uh, I just that's only because the value is in picking seven guys versus the one. I don't even think he's the odds on favor. I think Schwarber is. Uh, well, last I checked, I mean, I guess it depends where you're looking at. If you're looking at bet online compared to CBS sports or whatever, but I think it's, Pete Alonzo, then Kyle Schwarber, but some other outlets might have it switched. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm going for your boy, Pete, man, or for our boy, our Tampa. I, I think he's right. going to do it. I think he was psyched. He was psyched enough. Well, first of all, he wanted people to vote for him as a starting guy, and then he would go into the home run derby. He did that whole thing, and then he he didn't get the the starting nod, uh, which, you know, of course, when you're going against Paul Goldschmidt in the season that he's having – it might be a little bit difficult, but he's still in it. I think this guy just wants it. He really cherishes it. He he loves the the atmosphere. He loves kind of showing off. It's BP, you know. It's fun BP. So I, I think he's, I think he's going for it. I think he he has it in the bag. I I do understand in the bag. I think so. I think Acuna. It, look. He's my boy, but mm-hmm. he already smoked him a couple of years ago, didn't he? Uh, I think it, in, in Pete's first, they they, they went head-to-head. Uh, head. Acuna gave him a, a run for his money, but at the end, Pete won. I think this is, this is going to go Pete's way. The other people, I think there are not going to be that many surprises. The only thing I see that could be surprising would be, I think Jose Ramirez is going to go over Soto. I would put. I, I think Jose yeah, is going to go over one. Odds are so low. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm going for. I'm going for a one. One round always has a shocker. Like a Matt Olson doesn't hit home runs. You know, mm-hmm. one round yeah. always has a shocker. I think the shocker will be Ramirez will go over Soto. 
So nobody has Albert Pujols to win the whole thing? Unless they um, do some tomfoolery and mess juice around. The, yeah. Juice the bats and the balls and move the I fences in? Yes, I don't know. But there's no way he he's going to be able to swing the uh, the bat for three rounds to win it. Like maybe hey, Schwarber, too. He's got yeah. Schwarber first. Like it's it's it, maybe if he would have gotten uh, Rodriguez, then it could have been like okay, he could. Julio, he could, I he think, could. is going to be that's my, one of my sleepers. I love Julio. Uh, he's a young kid, and uh, he's gonna, you know, it's a big stage. He's gonna be trying his hardest, and in these competitions, those who usually want to win and and go for it uh, usually have a good chance. And uh, I will say he's either going to make it to the finals or he's going to crash and burn and get like three home runs because he's just over eager. But he's um, we don't talk enough about Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. A, a star in this game. I mean, if, if this was, you know, Mike Trout back in the day, um, we would have been seeing a different tune. But th- this this kid is uh, something special. He's what, just 21 years old. Yeah. It's a West Coast it, curse, man. You, that's it. That's what I was going to say. If he was late. playing on the East Coast, it'd be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I still can't believe you guys aren't giving more love to Albert Pujols. He ranks 180th in home runs this year. In MLB. <laughs> what are you guys doing? What What's the issue here? I'm, I'm, Sorber, I'm baby. It's Sorber. I, I, and I'm okay with him being in the, the all. Oh, uh, no, no. You're, you're not going there. Please, yeah. please don't. I'm okay with it. I don't. I mean, who cares? But it's different. Like this is a different scenario than when we're talking about like starting Kershaw in the All Star game. It's like that's that's bull. All right. Yes. Like, you know, uh, that is an honor you're supposed to earn based on the first half of your season. But the home run derby is just for shits and gigs. I mean, let's, yes. let's you know, excuse my language, but that that really is it. And I guarantee you, one of the defining moments of that of the the All Star game weekend. And what's going on is going to be Albert Pujols stepping up to the plate, the ovation, the moment. And that is going to be something that kind of lives on forever and something we all hearken back on in, in 10, 15 years when we talk about Pujols' last all-star game. It's, it's going to be a, a really good moment. And I'm OK putting that in a skills competition versus, uh, again, trying to give a lifetime achievement award to Clayton Kershaw because it's in Dodger Stadium. Like, you know, if we're going to just start, you know, capitulating to the home team's stadium, then next year I want Felix Hernandez to come out of retirement and start the all-star game uh, for the AL. I mean, where do you draw the line? So that's my question. Switch. I love it. I love that take, Evan. Isn't there, isn't there money at stake for this home run derby? If you win it, you get a million dollars. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, mean I, I would think, shouldn't there be a, a rookie or some guy that is pre-arb eligible that would love this chance and opportunity to catch the bag, if you will? I, I don't uh, think Albert Pujols needs the cash. I mean, I don't think it's about the cash, though. I, I would have rather, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you make it work, but I would have rather had eight guys that are deserving of this opportunity and then throw in Albert Pujols and Miggy Cabrera to make it an even 10. Could they not have done, could they not have done that? Uh, who, who, who would you have wanted as that eighth spot? I mean, you know, Stanton turned it down after originally saying that he, uh, Byron it. Buxton, maybe, uh, Buxton would have been but great. Guys don't I, sign knows, up for this man. Who knows you're, you're, if you're thinking it, like judge turned it down. Jordan Alvarez. He's hurt. I, I mean, 
uh, again, you, you're pretending that the home run derby, one, matters a lot. And number two, that all of these players are just going crazy because they're not being asked to play. Like most players that ha- have pop, they say no. They don't like they, – they're not – I'm not going to mess up my swing. I'm not going – I'm not touching that. Like for God's sakes, we, we have Corey Seager as the last member. I don't think – He has homers. players – yeah, but again, well, it's Dodger Stadium. To I think he's going to win the whole thing, actually. Really? Well, yeah, because I mean, a, the, he's familiar play. with that ballpark, is he not? Well, I will. Sure. I will say, going back to the Pete Alonzo thing, look at his splits at Dodger Stadium. It's it's really crazy. He crushes that ballpark. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that Jordan and and Buxton were asked. You know, obviously Judge were asked before guys like Jose and Julio, and you know they they get down. You know, they get a little bit further down the home run list and then they finally start getting some yeses. But I, again, I have I have no issues with, you know, pool holes being a part of a skills competition sort of deal. It just don't don't mess with the integrity of the honors that come with starting the game or being named the starting pitcher. When you start trying to create storylines off of that, then I'm going to call BS, you know, yes. because I swear if I don't see Sandy and Shane starting this game, we yeah. riot. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Is- Isak Perez has just texted me and said he would have been, he would have loved to have been part of the home run derby. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I bet. More than twice as many home runs as Albert Pools. But I get what you're saying. Hey, my pick is Corey Seager. My pick's Corey Seager. Corey Star Seager Force. or one of the young players. I guess Julio Rodriguez could use that extra mill. There's motivation there. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. All right. uh, We'll move along here. Um, Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what is inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Evan, uh, you alluded to it. I guess uh, you've drawn a line in the sand. You want to see Sandy versus Shane starting in the All-Star game. Yep. State of Florida, out in L.A. Let's ride. I mean, like, come on. There there is nobody... There's nobody who can argue against it. And I'm sure people are going to say, like, uh, Tony Gonsolin, who obviously is a Dodgers pitcher, very worthy, but his innings don't even compare to what Sandy has done. His strikeouts don't compare. Um, I think his ERA just blew up from his last start before the break. So now he's not even in the ballpark of what that looks like. And, you know, if you're going to fall in love with the wins, then, you know, let's go back to 1980s where we uh, we valued that statistic. So um, or I should say 2005. I mean, it hasn't been that long since we've been all about wins. Uh, and, and obviously the pitchers care. It just doesn't mean much to us. Uh, Question. Talent anymore. If if Verlander, if Justin Verlander hadn't pitched so late this week or weekend, would you have given him any more consideration or it's Shane versus yeah, Sandy? I, Sandy, that's it. My, my thing is with Verlander is that the reason for him to start is more of his backstory, right? I mean, he is a phenomenal story. He is, what, 38 yeah. years old? And he's having a phenomenal year. phenomenal year as uh, well. Uh, like uh, A Cy Young caliber 
season. Not not that he's number one in that race right now, but he is certainly top three in that race in the American League. Coming off of Tommy John at his age, it is a remarkable story. And I'm, I'm sure all the writers would love to tell that story in the lead up to the All-Star game because that makes for an easy day for them. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, in a Shane McClanahan, we can rattle off a, a, a million different stats. I, I mean, I posted uh, on my Twitter what uh, the the Rays PR department gave us as far as uh, some statistics, and it's it's laughable. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to skim read very quickly this blurb, and it, it's. It would take me too long to do the whole thing. His 171 ERA is the lowest ERA by a qualified starting pitcher before the All-Star break in club history and the lowest by an AL starter since Clay Buchholz in 2013. His 147 strikeouts are tied with Chris Archer in 2015-27, the second most in race history before the break, trailing uh, David Price. Became the Rays' first 10-game winner before the break since Charlie Morton. And 10 wins this season matches total from 25 starts last season. Only four other pitchers in Major League history have entered the All-Star break uh, with at least 10 wins, 147 strikeouts, and a 171 ERA or lower. Dwight Gooden, Vita Blue, and Louis Tian in the uh, in 19 – oh, and sorry, and, and Sandy Koufax. Um, all three of them started the All-Star game. Gooden did not because he pitched on the Sunday before. Blue and Koufax all went on to win the Cy Young Award uh, and, and so on and so forth. There's, Pedro, there's a Pedro Martinez stat in there. Um, he, there's also some stats I can give you where Shane's the only pitcher ever in MLB history to, to kind of do it on his own. Like no matter which way you cut it, I don't care. Like what it, it is just in the fine print. There is no one better in baseball right now pitching in the American league than Shane McClanahan. And in my eyes, it's not even close. In my eyes to start the all-star game, you have to be the guy that you know what you're going to get when you give him the ball. That's exactly what Shane McClanahan has done in the last like 12 starts. You look at his numbers, it's either six, seven innings of one or two earned runs and like four hits or less. Yep. He is I mean, with double digit strikeouts. I mean, he I mean, he is just so dominant, but you can be really dominant and be shaky when when I I think about raised pitchers in the past that have, you know, uh kind of fit that category of dominant but shaky, Matt Garza comes to mind. The guy could pitch. Well, he's actually the only no-hitter uh, thrown by a race pitcher, but he was shaky. Shane McClanahan is dominant and stable. You know what you're going to get in day in and day out. I think that's basically one of the requirements, if not the most important requirement, when you're going to start, uh, start the All-Star game saying, we know what you can do. Here's the ball. And I, I agree with you. Every stat, every category that you look at, he, he beats the competition. Who would you rather have on your team for the next five years? Sandy Alcantara or Shane McClanahan? Uh, I mean, how old is Sandy at this point? He's 26 and 311 days. So he's, I guess, a little more than a year older than Shane Mack. Uh, People are going to get upset about this, this answer, but it's Sandy. I mean... You know why? why? The, I mean, because he's a righty in injury well, history. No, I would go because I was going to go lefty. I was going to give the the nod to Shane there, just only because he's a lefty. I, I, I'm talking financials. He already has you. Ha, you already know what you're going to pay him in, in the next five years. He that that's exactly what it is. Five year yeah. deal. So honestly, financial like you put the both talents, but then you also we live in a real world. If this is not MLB the show, the money mm-hmm. matters. 
Sandy, you already know what you're going to have to pay him in 2028. Shane, yeah. you don't, but it's going to be big. Finances aside, who would you rather, who do you think will put up better numbers over the next five years? Uh, we, we fast forward, it, or it's just going to be so minimal that. I don't, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. literally going to come down to injury history, I think. And yeah. which is an un, which is unpredictable, but I think that um, if all things stay the same and everybody's healthy and doing all that stuff, I, I don't think that there would be a a true difference yeah. in what you're getting. I, I think you know when we started the season, you asked to shame McClanahan ace, and I think we all wanted a larger sample size, and we were all a little bit skeptical to say that in year two of his career. But I mean, unequivocally, the guy has proven. He's an ace and Sandy's the same thing. So, yeah. you know, both teams, I think when you look at down the line, the bigger question is in five years, will both of these guys be on their current teams that they're on right now? Yeah. And, and, and if, if, I mean, if Sandy does live out that contract and then, you know, stays with the Marlins and is not getting traded, he would have the edge over Shane on the competition that he faces. You know, I think Shane would do way better in the NL East than in the AL East. Right. I, 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 that, that's a way more competitive and more scary ballparks, more scary lineups that Shane has to face. So if you want to yeah. look at numbers and not financials, you'd have to give Sandy the edge because of the, the, the competition in, in, in that division. I mean, right. My, I mean, you've got multiple uh, uh, average or, or subpar teams in the NL East where everybody's fighting in the AL East right now. Yeah. It's a dogfight for sure. And and I think, I mean, Sandy's contract, by the way, is he's got uh, five five years at $56 million. Like, that's, that's so affordable. Is that arguably the best contract in baseball right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe tied with Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but, no, Brandon Lau's up there as long as he's healthy. But, like, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, people, far, people still keep wanting to throw Brandon Lau in trade deals for some reason. Rays fans do. I don't yeah, get it I, at all. It, but. I, I, like, I understand it if you ignore the fact, if you ignore his contract, but when you factor in his contract, I don't care if the guy hits 200. Like, it is, it is a, I mean, he is affordable yeah. for what he provides you on the field, and, and, and he gives you more than what you are paying for, as long as he's on the field, that is. Quite frankly, well, if he doesn't do anything else, like if he doesn't, if he retired today or tomorrow, he would have still probably outlived that contract financially, just based on the numbers that he's put up as yeah. far as the war compiled yeah. and so forth. So, and, and I'm, I'm wondering if this back issue is maybe going to allow him to hit, get more base hits. Now, maybe he's not going to be swinging as heavily for the fences and uh, just going back to his Durham rehab games what you know what we saw in his first start too just um a lot more doubles singles than i'm used to seeing from brandon so i'm yeah. wondering if he's kind of maybe in this as the season progresses he'll get more comfortable doing it but that's a little signal let's just let's see where he's at let's let's see how many home runs he's hitting and and let's see if average is going to go up and home runs are going to go down well, I'm sure know, a, I, uh, I'm, I'm this, sure a prop- this theory, this theory, I would love to put some green Skittles in. Yeah, Evan, I, I think we should definitely do that at betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, 
including this year's Major League Baseball chase to the playoffs. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Evan, uh I can admit this, Ulysses and I had a disagreement about this uh, last week. The selection of Albert Pujols and Miggy Cabrera to the All-Star game as, quote, legacy picks. Where do you stand on this? I'm totally fine with it. Uh, Again, the All-Star game is for the fans. Uh, As long as you're not taking advantage of these legacy picks, right, like is it – we think that the end of the road is coming for Cabrera and pool holes. Right. So if this is their swan song, I, I think those players who were stewards of the game, who obviously are hall of famers, it's just a, a way to kind of give them a, con- a congratulations, a thank you from the league, because I mean, they, at some point during their career, were the it guy uh, for this sport and and dominated at, at a certain level. I mean, peak pool holes, peak Miggy. And, you know, I mean, Miggy, well, we're only a few seasons out from when he had, like, the triple crown, right? I mean, like, it, yeah. it, it's it's pretty crazy how quickly he kind of fell off there. I mean, pool holes, gee, I, I don't even know how this man legs out a double. I, I, like, <laughs> how he doesn't. I, I like. I figure that his his bat actually transitions into a cane <laughs> at some point. But um, yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with it as long as you're not taking away spots from people who deserve it, which I don't think these legacy spots are. They're adding one and one versus taking away one spot from somebody who's supposed to get into the game. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's just again. Sometimes you need the theatrics of it, right? And and those moments, as I said, are going to be the ones that live on forever versus, I don't know, Whit Merrifield coming up to bat. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I, don't, don't we still talk about the Cal Ripken all-star in, in 01? Ripken, Jeter. Uh, you know, I mean, just all the all-star games we continuously go back to to talk about the moments and <clears throat> the ovations and everything. And it, it also uh, – it gets people to go to those games and it, it drives up the, um, the fanfare. It drives up the headlines. It's, it's what the sport needs to do because to be quite honest, PR is not their forte. So, okay. Very, very astute points there. Would you have an issue if Pujols and Cabrera entered the all-star game as starters following these legacy picks? Um, uh, probably not, uh, because here's my thing. I, I wouldn't love it. I, I think that if you wanted to put them as DHs, I would. That'd be my compromise. But I don't care when you put them in. Like you can, you can put them in the start. You can put them in the fifth inning. Whatever. No matter what, they're going to get one at bat and they're going to be done. So it doesn't matter what inning you put them in. And it's not like the players get paid more to be an All Star Game starter. So for them. 
I mean, I'm sure they would love the honor, but I think even if if I was someone who was prepared to start that game and they're like, hey, you're not going to start, we're giving it the pool holes, am I going to be, like, upset about that? No. I'd, like, I'd be, hell yeah. I was like, okay, if he's going to take my starting spot, then I want to sign that and I want to take a picture with him out there. <laughs> I mean, so that's all I all want. All of these and, guys and that, are that so happy. Yeah. to share a locker room with Miggy and Albert. Like, they're all-stars themselves, but they can't believe they're giddy that the guys that they rooted for, that they have their own jerseys of Cabrera and, and Pujols, they get to share a locker room with them because of this legacy pick. I think the all-stars just are digging the fact that they get to talk to a legend themselves in the clubhouse. I think this is great. So, okay, so you would technically be okay with Pujols and Cabrera starting the game, but... Starting pitchers, is that where you draw the line? Yeah, that's pretty much where I draw Opposed the line. Opposed to, okay, we're going to have Kershaw and Verlander or Kershaw and Otani versus Sandy and Shane. I, I'm just trying – I just can't yeah, – no, no, I can't uh, find the difference there. For, for me, the difference is when they do a press conference, do they bring up the entire starting lineup? Do they bring up all nine or do they have the manager and they have the starting pitcher? I got to be honest. I've, I don't think I've ever paid attention to well, a all-star game is, press conference this is, ever. This is, I guess me on the media side of things. But it, what happens is before when they lead up to the game, it is the manager and it is the starting yep. pitcher who lead into the press conference. Those two – are you know get to kind of have the spotlight and we talk about the starting pitching matchups and um as i said i, I am not 1000 percent for them taking a starting uh hitter spot it just i mean i i wouldn't love that move in my eyes it's actually better to bring them in at the beginning of a random inning yep. than with two outs call them out and then have them get the ovation and do all that. Or you can start them, have them getting out and then do the whole pomp and circumstance. And then you put in the real starter for right. the game and then they're done. All that's well, like the, the starting pitchers you know, are only pitching what an inning or two. It's not like yeah. they're going six or seven. Well, usually the starting pitcher does have a chance to go two, and that makes the okay. difference between the rest of the team. Yep. Coming into it and ver- everybody else. Um, but as I, I, you know, my thing is you bring in Miggy, you bring in pool holes as legacy picks. My idea is they're not actual all-stars. So don't treat them like all-stars. Don't give them an inning. Don't give, you know, if you want to give them an at bat, that's okay. But make sure that there's a moment where the fans can recognize them and they can go off the field. You know, they, they I think it's going to be pinch hitting situations to be quite fair. Whatever. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Have your moment, take an at bat and then you're done. So, you know, for me, I don't think starting is, is necessarily the stage that even makes sense. I would be more so confused about what the decision would be if they started them and then played them an inning and then that was it like and then brought them back it's just a waste like that's not the moment that everyone's looking for it so if you're going to bring them in as part of this pr move i'm all for that but then continue the pr move on the all-star game and create a stage to where you can create a moment and in the starting positional spot you're sharing the moment with eight other people. So that, to me, that doesn't even make sense. It's not going to so, happen. I, I mean, yeah. it, 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 like, and I think honestly themselves, like at, at least in Pujol's side with the numbers that he has, I mean, I, he would literally just be, oh, come, come on, uh, Snitker, dude, don't put me as a starter. And he's yeah. not going and, to be. And, even, and this isn't even apples to apples. It would be interesting if we said, if we thought that Verlander was retiring next year and I was like, hmm, then I, I might have a different opinion. But Verlander's not, to our knowledge, retiring next year. He's still 
has that stuff. Kershaw isn't retiring next year. These people aren't done for their career. You're just trying to create a moment to create a moment, which is yeah. where I have the yeah. problem versus two guys who are stewards of the game, who are on their last legs, who are probably done after the season, and you're and you're throwing them into a situation to create a moment. That's my that's my difference is yeah. the the manufacturing of a moment for players who are not done versus manufacturing a moment for players who are very clearly done. Now, the All-Star game uh, doesn't determine home field advantage in the World Series, correct? Correct. I, don't think, I think they took that away, yes. Okay. I was going to say, because if it did, then you might have a legit argument to, hey, let's, I mean, Justin Verlander, he's, he's not going to be available, but you say, this guy has so many All-Star game reps, and he's been around, like, the, the bright lights and being on national television, that won't disrupt him compared to maybe a younger player making his first shot like Shane McClanahan. Then you might, if you're a manager, have a legitimate case to be made for making that decision versus the other. I mean, maybe, but this is a guy who made his debut in the ALDS, who's already pitching the World Series, too. Yeah, so and then garnered like the Shane nickname was... Meatball McClanahan. Well, so. you know, again, you know, you can have some progression, you know. I, I, can we look at Justin Verlander's, I think, 2007 season? I mean, it's it wasn't pretty. Look at so. Max Scherzer when he started out his yeah. career. Dude could, yeah. put, dude could put it wherever he wanted. Yeah. Hey, at, at least... To to wrap a bow on this, at least Miggy and Pujols, they're going to show up to the thing and participate. That's better than a lot of other guys out there that say, hey, I don't want to be bothered by this. I want my time right. off. So good for them on that note. Other thing is, um, considering this may be the end of the road for Kevin Kiermeyer, Kevin Kiermeyer has to be one of the guys out there with the highest career war that has never made an all-star appearance, Right. That would be a cool I, thing to, to, yeah, to, I gotta, to I gotta, check I out. I got to take a look at that. That's a good point. Yeah. He's got 32 B War. Probably I actually did. Like I did some, like some even more. I I did some rough. Again, I'm sure there's somebody else that can. We got to get intern McGee on the case, but um, <laughs> Eric Chavez, for example, John Valentin, Tim Salmon, Kirk Gibson. Those are just a couple of the others. But after that, I mean, Kiermaier's got to be top 10, I would imagine, at least position players. That's crazy. Yeah. I never really That's thought like, about yeah. that before yeah. just because no. he's, he's such a, um, you know, no shade to, to KK, a, a, a one-trick pony. Exactly. Love first, yeah, for sure. one-trick pony. So, you yeah. know, but that's, that's what happens when you are so valuable defensively and everybody wants to see offensive stats to give you the, the nod. Yeah. Sometimes I uh, bring a little something to the table. So if you have a chance to research <laughs> that uh, career war – Highest career award, never to have made an all-star game appearance. Look that up. Check it out. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. We also will have Mr. Klosky for another episode, Tuesday's right. episode. So My screen will be lock fixed. in. Enjoy that. Talk to you soon. <laughs>